I don't no have time. Context. I don't have time to do it. <laughs> you told Marcus to tittle people. <laughs> if one of you guys has time to do a blooper reel, off you go. Off I go. Blooper reel away. Drunk as shit. <laughs> What's going on, heavy metal over a six pack listeners? What's up, guys? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? What the fuck just happened here? <laughs> okay, so this is what's happening. You, you guys like are, a pom pom in a square? You guys are listening to us on episode 33. You are actually the second half of episode 32, which we're doing the same night, which means, I don't know, some of us may be somewhat into that six-pack already. So today's going to be interesting. But if you are finding us, you're probably on the iTunes, the Spotify, the iTunes radio app, the uh, iHeartRadio app. You could be on the Podomatic application, which I doubt it, because whatever. And we can be found on all the social medias. And in Marcus's basement. The That's Facebook. where we can usually be found, but... <laughs> the Facebook. True story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook.me forward slash uh, HMOA number six PACK. We could be found at the Twitter and Instagram at HMOA number six PACK. Wow. Email directly HMOA number six PACK at gmail.com. Wow. And you can actually find the notes for this episode and the previous episode, as well as the punk rock battle royale battle. Wow. Dot, dot, dot. You can find. Don't make fun of that poor person. Hopefully they're listening. How do you know they're poor? They're probably <laughs> right? they're probably not poor. I prefer poverty. Why? Why poverty? Why is this stricken? Happening? So if you want to participate with the episode and see, what, and see exactly what we're talking about, go to the, get a degree in that. Go to our Instagram. <laughs> These guys are rude as fuck right now. They won't let me just get through this intro. Sorry, we digress. Oh, we're digressing like something fierce. I'm trying to do something serious for once. Well, that's silly. I know, right? But. Go to Instagram. You can see the uh, you can see the tournament bracket because today we have Battle Royale, greatest punk band, final eight. Ocho for our Spanish listeners. But ah, that's loud. Before we do that, how about some heavy metal headlines? Okay. Heavy metal headlines. How many news stories did you bring today? Andrew? I have dose. Well, one being a top ten, one being a news story. Okay, why don't you start, and then I can do a quick one. Did you bring in news, Jay? Okay. Quick, quick. This, uh... Quick like a bunny. T- I'm tired quick of, like a bunny. of Dave Grohl's story. You're tired of Dave Grohl's story? So, for all you nerds out there... Nerds! Uh, unfortunately, by the time this is released, this will already be passed. But for all of you that are unaware of the BlizzCon, that happens yearly. And it is on November the 2nd to the 3rd of this year. So, um, this is a little bit of beer action here. They will be serving up four different con-exclusive StarCraft 20th anniversary beers from the people at Bottle Logic. One for each of the classic StarCraft races. Your flavors go from Power Overwhelming Anniversary IPA, 5.9. See, it's a soft, tropical, deliciously easy-to-drink IPA in a limited-edition collectible can. The next one you have is the Haze of Adun Pale Ale. <laughs> Pure and shining gold hue was inspired by the Armor Elite Templar wear into battle. It's downy mouthfeel, which is a terrible Sounds thing to wrong. just describe anything. And juicy citrus bitterness might fill you with the very same psychic re- relaxation that washes over Protoss warriors. And I sound... Right. Uh, there's the Nidus Nectar Tart Ale. Uh, it's a Berliner Wheeze, I guess. Brewed with heaps of fresh blueberries and raspberries. Twice. Whatever. Just saying. 
Uh, the last one is a Stimpak Stout. A unique, subtly smoky coffee beer. Stimpak Stout has considerably more pleasant after the effects than the more traditional Dominion Psycho. But uh, yeah, those are the four that are, oh, will be goodness. only released. They have all their own different cans. All with the the, uh, the different factions. It's pretty cool. I thought no that'd be interesting to share. No, they don't drink beer. They drink Mountain Dew. I would honestly just buy from the cans. To be honest with you. Collector's item. Pretty much. But this would be the only time that they're actually available. So wow. Well, let's say different you know, time. eBay and Amazon, I guess. No, uh, if they if they have a, a decent you watch it. People respond well to them. They'll start start selling them. I'm sure. Be able to buy them in comic book stores. Right, right. Like GameStop. Well, no, that actually, actually won't be, be able, able to. to sell. Yeah, you can look a license. Uh, Marcus. Yes. I'm sorry. You have a new story. I do. You have a new story. I do. Good. Um. Let's go with this one. From. My good friends at blabbermouth.net. He has a lot of good friends. I know, right? Everybody's my good friends. I'm good friends with everybody. This story is posted on (laughs) blabbermouth.net. Let me rephrase my my terminology. Megadeth. To launch Kegadeth. Metal music and craft beer festival. I heard about this. See, they're doing some good in the world. I don't knock everything. Megadeth leader Dave Mustaine was interviewed on October 5th on the on the October 5th to 7th edition of Full Metal Jackie's nationally syndicated radio show. Um, on what Megadeth has to take into consideration when planning its own festival event to coincide with the release of the band's next album, Mustaine said, some of the things that we take into consideration when we do dates is obviously what's the next show, where do you want to go from here? Um, another question is, who are you playing with, and what is the show going to mean? If it's a festival, which is what the question was, the festivals sometimes have a life of their own. And there's, eh, I don't know, a temperament is maybe the wrong word, but there's just a vibe, a feeling, of something about a festival that, if it's a good one, like Hellfest in France, is remarkable. We thought about it, and when we do festivals, how do you bring the audience into it to have fun? Well, we don't really want anybody up on stage, but we would love to be able to have something backstage. You know, something where we can have people associated with the band, maybe play some songs, some get some direct information from us, some feedback, blah, 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 blah. Ah. What the hell am I reading? I don't know. <laughs> pull the plug pull the plug <laughs> well I thought I was reading something about like Kegadeth but they're just talking about <laughs> I am so sorry I digress just cut that out Edit so that shit out. <laughs> so apparently like Kegadeth is actually a cruise yes that it is so what he was talking about in his paragraph because I did some like awesome proofreading was like all the different considerations of like how, how like you set up the festival because you obviously want like all the side attractions and blah 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 sure. so they are doing Megadeth actually has a cruise that is going to have a craft beer festival included in it along with themselves I'm going to say are they going to be on it because that'd be silly just weren't there <laughs> uh, cruise is going to start in Long Beach they're going to Cruise to Catalina, huh. then go down to Mexico and turn around, and then head back up to San Diego. <laughs> and he says, "I think we're going to stop in San Diego." He thinks he's not sure. He's, he's unaware of his own cruise. Okay. It also says we may return up to Long Beach, but I think San Diego is going to be where the cruise is going <laughs> to end for us. We're going to get no. Nope, what about the people that are on the boat that get on in Long Beach? Um, but anyway, got a real. They got a. The great bands that they have planned for it. All the way back. It's over. Included Armored Saint. And, uh. So, what I mentioned. I did such a horrible job looking at this. No bad man. Armored Saint, Megadeth, Cruise, Craft Beer Festival. It's all you really have to know. I mean, right. We're gonna edit the shit out of that clip, but. Yep. Kegadeth. 
my new story. So I have a top ten for you, gentlemen. Woo! And it has to do with beer. And uh, metal. At the same time. Oh, uh, man. This is the ten best metal craft beers of 2017. Right, what qualifies as a metal craft beer? Like, does their name have to be associated with it? Oh, I see. Let me just go through the. Picky about like what constitutes <laughs> craft beer, but I can't be picky about what constitutes punk. Ooh, sorry. Shots fired. <laughs> anyway, I gave, I gave him his opportunity to give his opinion, and I gave my opinion like on top of it. So like we shared opinions. So I'm not sure why he's coming after me at this one. I will start with number ten. But can I pick on him for one thing? You gave me whiskey. We were talking about the volumes of the microphones, and your volume is like decreased slowly, even though I'm not touching knob. That's because you do not do the same thing in the microphone the whole episode. I haven't touched it. <laughs> Continue. At least he's not eating the cover this time. Jesus Christ. We, lo- we lost the blue <laughs> We one. did. It's in pieces. It's like chewed Look, on. I tried to readjust it, and it went rip. Between you and my goddamn black retriever. No way to call Connie. <laughs> it's not very nice. Talk about Porter. Oh. Anyway, continue. She's totally white. Anyway. Number 10. Just Anthrax Warden's Pale Ale. Butternuts Beer Ale. Why don't we have all of this like here right now? Original Thrashers Anthrax entered the craft beer fray this year with the help of upstate New York brewers Butternuts Beer and Ale, Butternuts. who collaborated with Scott Ian and company to create a 5.5. You know what that means. American Pale Ale. The cloudy golden orange beer has a mildly sweet, malt-tasted, dry, bitter finish. But Anthrax Ale for you. Hopefully it doesn't do what Anthrax... Whatever. That came out weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Number nine. I told you this episode was a bad idea. <laughs> Darkest Hour. Savor the Swill. <coughs> In honor of Darkest Hour's latest album, Godless Prophets. Darkest Hour got a beer. Yep. I don't even know who And that the is, Migrant so. Floral, DC Brew, partnered with DC Band to come up with a light, easy-drinking beer in the Dortmunder slash Helly's Tradition. The 5% uh, German-style lager strikes balance perfect between its Czech Republic two-row Pilsner malts and its... God, there's a lot of, a lot of syllables in this word. I'm gonna fuck this up. Hallowed to. I would have just said, wouldn't have said anything. Mi- so. Middle fro, middle fro. There's like weird dots on top of this. You. Frau Frobisner. But it's it's most most swiggable. The fuck that means. Next in line is is Z A O. Zao. Zao. <laughs> Burned at the stake. Uh, Metalcore veteran Zhao teamed up with Louisville Against the Green Brewery for an unusual smoked stout brewed with chili peppers, the dark chocolatey 6.5 ABV beer, inspired by Mexican mole sauce. Mole sauce, if you must. It's spelled like mole. I don't know mole, what. Mole, mole, mole. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that's what. two Austin Powers references. Right? In less than I don't know minutes. what kind of sauce you get from a mole, but that's not my problem. Definitely lives up to its name with an intense smokiness that some drinkers may find off-putting. But it's what we're seeking out. Numero siete. Seven. Motorhead. Live to win. By Amplified Aleworks. Hmm. Okay. Well, it was, because Motorhead... We um, we actually talked about the uh, the beer line that Motorhead was coming up with, and that name didn't... That name doesn't ring true with it, but I'm going to let it go. There's been a word I can't pronounce, onslaught of Motorhead brand products in the two years since Lemmy's death, and the fact that the late great Mr. Killmister was really more of a bourbon man. Uh, One cast of... That said, Live to Win, the second Lemmy-inspired beer, so probably the one you talked about was the first one. Okay, Um, maybe. Following last year's, oh, so Born to Loose IPA was the last one. That was the one from the year before. This is all in 2017, so the other one is probably the year before. Okay. Born to Loose. Um, even though it's not exactly the sort of thing you would associate with the man who wrote Love Me Like a Reptile, this very drinkable 6.5 American-style hazy IPA 
which is dry hopped with citron and brew one hops and fermented with London three yeast. Whatever that means. Next, Exodus. Toxic Malts. Three Floyds Brewery. Uh, Three Floyds to come up with a beer as powerful and vibrant as Thrash Legends Exodus, who's collaborated with the Indiana Brewery of this 9.2 alcohol content. Belgian style, which is even weirder. It's a pale ale. Big, hazy, fruity, spicy, and malty as fuck. Toxic Malt comes at you hard on the finish with some sour funkiness. Yeah, weird sour funkiness. Numero Cinco. Now this band I've never heard of, so it's it's spelled. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this out and try to figure this out. It's S U N N Sun. The letter O with closed parenthesis. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Closed parenthesis. Closed parenthesis. You did better that time. Closed parenthesis. Parenthesis. You did so good. I'm bad with words. It was only the first time you fumbled. I was just making fun of your gibberish. And Scott Walker. Don't judge me. So the it's called Suicide. Okay, S O U S C D. Let me see it. It's not even like a word. It's just it's just words and and then like symbols. Yeah, that's that's nothing. Uh, the the beer is called Suicide. S O U S E D. Uh, the brilliant 2014 collaboration between drone terrorist Sun and that weird nonsense and avant-garde crooner Scott Walker was a harrowing descendant into the sonic abyss. So it's no surprise that a beer inspired by its dark and intense sounds wouldn't be the sort of thing that you'd shotgun during a summer cookout. This aggressively hop 7.0% Nordic style AP, uh, IPA created by brewers from Wright Proper, Stone, and Pendruid. So there's a few breweries involved in here. So it's have sweet and citrus, and then follows with a hoppy kick and some heavy juniper notes. Number four, Kill Switch Engaged. Alive or just brewing? Uh, Cigar City Brewery. Dude. That's cool. That's got to be in this area. They're from this area, aren't they? Closer to Gage? Yes. Uh, Connecticut, I believe. Cigar what brewery? Uh, Cigar City. Cigars. Hmm. Uh, right. Created, no, um, Tampa is Cigar City. Created by Tampa Cigar City Brewing to coincide with the release of Killswitch Engage's 15th anniversary LP release of Alive or Just Breathing. Um, so it's a properly in-your-face interpretation of an American-style IPA. Brewed with plenty of cit- citra, mosaic, mo- Jesus, Moteca, <laughs> and Nelson Suavin Hoops, 7.6 ABV. I got in Heisling. Yeah, a bunch of German nonsense. Uh, it has a fuller body than most IPAs, thanks to the liberal inclusion of white wheat and flaked oats. So, Kill Switch has a beer. Number three, the Deftones. Swerve City IPA. By, what you uh, want to do is get really depressed listening to the Deftones <laughs> right. and then get really drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Belching Brewery. <laughs> 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 Having tossed their hat into the craft beer ring last year with Belching Beaver's Phantom Bright Ale, Deftones teamed up once again with the San Diego Microbrewery from Swerve City. A delicious 7.1 ABV. Boy, they really want to fuck you up. (laughs) Full of hops handpicked by Chino Moreno himself. That's about every time (laughs) that I've ever seen them live. He was probably drinking this. Oh, God. Uh, Number two, Iron Maiden. (laughs) Number two is Iron Maiden, hollowed from Robinson's Brewery. Led by beer aficionado Bruce Dickinson, which I feel like he's more of a wine, but he's a wine, whatever. Iron Maiden has been in the brewing game for several years, starting in 2013, The Trooper, which is actually not bad. No, it was pretty good. And they have another one, too. It's I have a one red on my one. Show. It's a red one. I forget what it is. Uh, Hollowed, the band's fourth collaboration with Robinson's Mark. So they've, they kept it the same brewery. Right. 
Um, it's the first time that the Vertebral Brewery has ever used Belgian yeast. And it may be Bruce's best brew yet. 6.0. Belgian style red ale. A little bit of fruity yeast, bready malt, and earthy hop flavors. And number one, Mastodon. Really? Sultan's Curse. Hmm. McKiller Brewery. We love Mastodon. We love crap brewers, apparently do too. I'm sorry, and crap brewers. Sultan's Curse is the fifth beer collaboration for the band. So they have five of these. So that it's been around Mastodon for a while. Has Mastodon has five beers. That's ridiculous. From uh, McKillar Brewery. Oh, so this is the second one from there, from the McKillar Brewery. Uh, it's a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Allayed with such a Middle Eastern flavors as dates, 11, pistachios, cardamom and is lent even greater complexity by the additional of Yemeni coffee. Courtesy of Chicago's Dark Matter Coffee. 12% alcohol. So if you just want to die, it's fine. That's why. Strictly for sipping. Preferably with Emperor of Sand blasting on your headphones. Those are my 10 metal beers for you guys of last year, 2017. Some interesting stuff there, man. Stuff I didn't even know. This, evidently, yeah, like, right, beer's right. huge in the metal industry. Like, there's a lot of bands that, like Mastodon, they have None four of us of drink them. ever. We had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Ever do we drink? Never. Oh, your whole family. Rock bands that have tarnished their legacies. I'm gonna try to Burnt. go. I'm gonna try to go over the. Uh, oh, your dick. I'm gonna go over rotation machine. Oh. I'm gonna go over relative. Uh, uh, excuse me, relative. Um, <laughs> yeah, relative. Relative to I our, have a few of those. I yeah. get you. So this is from Ranker.com. This is a fan <laughs> vote. Ranker. Jay, this is a fan vote. Oh. You already lost me when you said Ranker. <laughs> I'm offended. <sighs> Triggered. Let me drink more. Hold on. <clears throat> Number one. Hole. Or yeah, like the, the physical route. No, no like the, ba- the band hole. No, but a Courtney Love? Okay, so, yeah, band hole. Their legacy, grunge, rock, band hole, fronted by Courtney Love, left a lasting impression on the world. They are considered the most commercially successful grunge band with a female singer, and Love has made a name for herself as a feminist icon by becoming one of the first songwriters to touch on third-wave feminism with her lo- raw lyrics. You can cut this out if you want, but I mean, someone who decided to kill Kirk Cobain, I mean, I can see why you would jump off the grid. I'm going to cut that out. Now, so this is broken up into two. It gives us their legacy, how they tarnished it. Controversy surrounded Kirk the Cobain. group's 1998 album, Celebrity Skin, which credited Billy Corgan as a co-writer. Uh, Corgan oh, stirred up drama by claiming to have written the entire album. There we go. But it wasn't until Hull went on tour to promote Celebrity Skin as the opening act for Marilyn Manson at the real theatrics began. began. Love and Manson could not get along or agree on tour costs, and Hole dropped out of the tour after only nine shows. The, it was uh, the wrong man. Band couldn't survive the fallout and officially broke up in 2002. Huh. Interesting. That was a bad. Like, I would not have had Hole for me. They don't Marilyn really fit. Manson. They don't okay. really fit the for that album. Like the what is it? The first album, the uh, uh, doll parts, the one with doll parts yes. on it. Um, like, okay, I could have seen them touring again that album, but Celebrity Skin album, like that was a pop album. Pretty on the inside, you know. I don't know. And Celebrity, don't get me wrong, Celebrity Skin was a good album. It wasn't terrible, no. It existed. <laughs> so I'm gonna skip. I'm, I'm gonna skip through the like what I, the ones that I think that are relevant to like us. Number four is listed as Guns and Roses, which is funny. So when was this put out? Because it technically come back. Um, okay, I've listened to Chinese Democracy. No, they haven't. No, no, no. Come I mean, like, on, like they on. come back with their. Um, we don't count that album. That, that album, album doesn't count. So that album does not count. This is relatively recent. Making, 
so this fast. was relatively recent. I can't find a date what when you like on it, but I'm not. I'm not gonna harp on the date, but let's see. The so the um, the legacy, uh, one part hair metal, one part rock and roll. Guns N' Roses made a name for themselves as one of the hardest rocking bands in town. The mastery of their instruments was unparalleled, and their live shows were something to see. Uh, how they tarnished it. Due to tensions between singer Axl Rose and guitarist Slash, Guns N' Roses officially broke up in the mid-90s. There's tension between Axl and everybody. The band decided to get back together. Uh, Sand Slash in 2008 released Chinese Democracy, which did well but still didn't meet industry expectations. In 2016, the full band reunited for a pretty, for a pretty disastrous tour. Rose broke his foot during the warm-up show and had to sit out makeshift throne to, to sing during the group's headlining gig at Coachella. Uh, the crowd Following consensus, Guns N' Roses should have left well enough alone. Now, and I'm, I'm going to cut into this real quick. I saw them when they first came back, their first tour, and they were phenomenal. I heard to that. To be honest with you, they were extremely good. And I had, I had my bar very low, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, I mean, Axel, he looked, I mean, it doesn't look, but he lost a lot of weight. And, I mean, he sounds as good as he always has always done. Jay, this, one, good. this one's going to be for you, bud. And I just oh, want no. you to know, when I I'm when scared. I do these news articles, I'm not biased. I'm scared. I just read the article as written. Number five is Metallica. Their legacy, 1980s headbangers, Metallica, are considered to be one of the big four of thrash metal. They built an underground cult following, and their first handful of albums were so critically acclaimed that Metallica became one of the first heavy metal bands to seep into pop culture consciousness. Even their band t-shirts are iconic and have been mass-produced by everyone from H&M to Forever 21. I didn't know that. I kind of knew that. You've, you've seen Metallica shirts at like Forever 21? Yeah. Why are you in Forever 21? Make your business. Why am I in Forever 21? Because, Marcus, I am Forever 21! Let me feel pretty. Let me feel pretty. All I had to say was, you know, my girlfriend's like a... Like a tiny, like little slender thing, and probably shops at Forever Twenty One. He does, but still. That's all you had to say. Like, why'd you have to make it? Still, a... let him feel pretty. So, <laughs> how how they destroyed it? Metallica stood up to Napster in two thousand and sued them for sharing the band's music for free. While they eventually won their lawsuit, many fans saw the band stand as hypocritical. Underground sharing was how they got their start, after all. Metallica's <laughs> first post-Napster album, Saint Anger, alienated fans even more with a new sound, and they never recovered the popularity. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't say that. They'll still sell out. That's the thing. They will sell out. If but they they go on tour, they sell out. Like, I find that to be a BS statement. Um, should we talk about you? Actually, this one's pretty funny. I'm gonna bring this up. Number six listed on this list is U2. Oh, good lord. So their legacy, U2 began as a couple of high school kids jamming out in Dublin until they leveraged their skills as musicians and songwriters to become one of the most successful bands in the world. They have won more Grammys than any other band, 22 to be exact, and have sold over 170 million records worldwide. I love this part, how they tarnished it. In 2014, U2 basically tarnished all that they had built for themselves with the release of their 13th studio album, Songs of Innocence. On the morning of the release, all iPhone users woke up to find that the newest YouTube album was part of their music library, yep. whether they wanted it or not. They literally forced it in there. How to remove YouTube album became one of the most Googled searches in the following <laughs> weeks, effectively tarnishing a legacy nearly 40 years in the making. I love this part because if you guys actually remember, there's a tool tie-in for this. Yeah, I remember this one too. Because but the you could actually starts. swap out your YouTube album for like Tool. I do remember that. Which is not in this article, but I actually just remember. One that. of the like, uh, one of the record it. store days, they uh, swapped all the U2 records with Tool uh, records. I remember that. Um, I'm gonna skip a couple. This one actually I thought was interesting. Number nine on this list is Queen. Okay. Okay. So their legacy, Queen, will live on in pop culture. Pop culture memory as one of the greatest bands of all time. Their op their operatic arena rock sound was purely original. The singer Freddie Merc Mercury was one hell of a dazzling frontman. How they tarnished it after Mercury died of AIDS complications in 1991, the band decided to soldier on. They've regrouped with American Idol Adam Lambert. 
Adam Lambert at Which the helm. Which does very well, actually. Uh, yeah, they but without Mercury, Queen just isn't the same. Obviously, like anything. I mean, nothing will be Freddie Mercury, don't get me wrong. It's like the, you know, when the doors used Ian Asbury of the cult. Look at Alice in Chains. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. You, you just... The only band that's ever lucked out is ACDC, honestly, because when they lost yeah, Bon Scott, they, well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, um, what's his name? It was different filled enough. Filled in very well. It was different enough. And, yeah. So there's two more on this list that I'm going to bring up, and then we can we can actually move on. I'm actually going to jump ahead. I'm going to go to number 12 because I actually like um, – I had a mass media teacher that we, we did like a whole semester on these guys. Number 12 is listed as the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, those uh, yeah, like 90% of them are dead. Their legacy, arguably the most famous rock band of all time, the Beatles started a full-on musical revolution when they rose to popularity in the 1960s with the unique brand of pop rock. The Beatles kickstart the British invasion and essentially changed the face of pop music. How they tarnished it, the Beatles could, couldn't survive success. The more decisions needed to be made, the more tensions rose, creativity, financially, and personally. Uh, people love to blame the breakup of the band on singer-songwriter guitarist John Lennon's love interest, Yoko Ono, but one has said, I don't think you could have broken up four very strong people like them, even if you tried. So there must have been something that happened within them. Former Beatle Paul McCartney strong. agrees. He says the four members just wanted different things. The no-no song, don't ever forget that. Paul McCartney wanted money. Paul John McCartney wanted, is only John wanted to be the next, like, spiritual leader. So the last Ringo one, Star wanted to play with his Legos. So, so <laughs> the last <laughs> one I'm going to bring up, I'm going to actually just backtrack to number 11 out of this list of 12, is Black Sabbath. Okay. Their legacy, one of the best rock bands to come out of England in the 1970s, Black Sabbath popularized a darker, more occult version of rock and roll and are often referred to as pioneers of heavy metal. How they tarnished it. Sabbath was notoriously fronted by hey, Ozzy Osbourne, whose struggle with drugs, alcohol, and crazy behavior butting the head off of a bat on stage, anyone, was responsible for the end of Black Sabbath as they had come to be known. The band fired Osborne in the late 70s and never saw the same amount of success with replacement singers. Osborne has said, what happened with me and Black Sabbath was that in the beginning, we all had a purpose, but as it went along, that inevitably, inevitable thing stepped in called ego. The fact is, success does change you. It's true. So, I didn't go over the whole list, obviously, but uh, Ranker.com. Bands that tarnished their legacies. Very nice, very nice. Very nice, very nice. Alright, I'm gonna take a quick... This is Heavy Metal over a six-pack Battle Royale Tournament. <laughs> Edition. Moving on to today's main event, we have the final eight to the Battle Royale greatest punk rock metal band in the world. With our flawless <laughs> scoring system. <coughs> yeah, flawless. So if, you, uh, if you're following along from uh, episode 32, this is now episode 33, we now have the final eight. What we have decided in this round of three, we are doing a three-time multiplier on drums. Yes, sir. The drum score that we have all given, we gave a three-time multiplier. So now the scores will have a three-time multiplier on drums. Drummers are stupid. And lyrics. Drums are stupid. Sure, they are. All right. I is know what I'm talking about. It are go good with pizza. If you uh, check us out on the uh, Instagram at HMOA number 6PACK, you can see the bracket that we've been dealing with. It's going to probably be posted weeks prior to you hearing this episode. And... Yeah, pretty much. Check it out. Moving right along, our first matchup in the round of eight is going to be Dropkick Murphys versus Rise Against. We get uh, 47 and kicks. Dropkick's 47. My Dropkick's is 42. 37. And 37... 110-126 is that total. Rise against for me goes to 44. 45. 42. 45. Goodbye. 42. It's 
31 as a five point squeak out for Ruskins. We are in the round of eight, so if we have additional commentary now, we can welcome that. Jay. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Move it right along, then. <laughs> As you are. Social distortion <laughs> versus suicidal tendencies. 28 for the ST. Suicidal tendencies. Okay, you're at 28. I'm at tw uh, 33. 44 for suicidal. Social D, I got 31. 47. 47. 39. 39. It's 117. Social distortion is going to survive social um, suicidal tendencies. Thoughts on that one? I mean, I like suicidal tendencies, but so, 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 a little so, more talented. Oh, I suppose not even a sex. It's more gonna. It's more, more going on. Music <laughs> related, as opposed to just talking mm. angrily. I mean, well, well, no, I was gonna say like suicidal tendencies. Like, I think that I think actually that's what's like interesting about like suicidal tendencies because like they have like. It's like you're talking, like the dude's like talking about like I'm like I'm up in my room, like someone pop my mom like bangs. Don't. It's like yeah, it's it's like a story. It's it's it's, it's oh, yeah. neat though. Like they, and you they know they have a co-following as well. In our in our scoring system, like we have like we have the effects column, that's, which, that's didn't, why I put them which high. didn't really translate well with like the punk genre. But what I was kind of thinking of. When I was thinking of, like the effects, I was kind of thinking of like overall production and like some of these songs, like the creativity nature of it. Which I mean, obviously we could have probably discussed that like prior to doing right. this, but that's what I kind of give them. They had that creativity factor. Like you kind of got like this, like this spoken word with like this r these random like heavy riffs like to it. They're a neat band. I like them. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset that they survived. I'm a bigger fan of suicidal tendencies than I am of social distortion. Perfect. Social distortion, but I mean, I'm a way bigger fan of suicidal tendencies than I was of the Stooges. Just saying. Sure. I am too, but Stooges are kind of <laughs> pioneers, if you must. Pioneers, schmineers. It's not a word. Of course it is. It's not gibberish. So, moving on to the right side of our final eight, we have Green Day versus disorderly vocal tip, whatever. Green Day versus Bad Religion. Forty-three for Green Day. Shit's about to get real. And I'm gonna comment on this because their drummer is fucking nuts. Yeah. Not even like in. He's, but if, he's if, one if of the you, only. If you ever see them live, he's fucking bananas. I'm up to thirty. He's a, he's a wackadoo. He's the only perfect score I gave on drums. I'm in the same. Ooh. Yeah, I get a six as well for the drums for them. Very nice. What did your Green Day turn into? 53. 53. 91, 126. Bad Religion. I am up to... I'm only up to 27. 39. Bad Religion, 52. 52. It's not tight at all. Green Day landslide that one. Oh, back, <laughs> back to my discharge. You know my my actual Is it bad scoring. That I picked Green Day to win. My actual scoring. I mean, untrained ear, kind of thing. I mean, I don't necessarily pick up, and I've never been fortunate to see Green Day live. I mean, I think that would actually like make a like They're world drummers. I've um, I've known people like in my lifetime that like have seen Green Day live and like they say it's like the greatest thing going. Yeah, I've, I've heard they put on. Yeah, but that was also at this point 20 years ago. Yeah, it was popular a while ago. They're a little different now. They're older. Mm -hmm. Be willing to bet it's He's all kind still of still a badass though. Yeah, okay, still good. <laughs> 
He's a beast. He is gnarly. Alright, so our, <coughs> our last in the uh, the round of eight, we have Discharge versus No Effects. This one should be a My threat. Discharge has no effects. <laughs> My Discharge no is 30, 33% <laughs> solid. Minus 38% liquid. 93% solid? No, 33. I thought he said 33. 93. I'm like, 30, damn, dude, you may want to get yourself checked out. Firing his spikes like, of semen. You may want to. Wing, wing, It hurts every time. Oh, like, oh it's God. Like, it's, like, it's like Wolverine when the spikes <laughs> come out. Oh. Does that hurt? Every like, time. Every time I'm in constant pain. Shooting out icicles. Because of my rock solid... Worms of life. All right, 33, 38, and. Oh, God. Tell us about your discharge, Shay. 30. Explain your 30. charging of disness. So we got 101 for discharge. I had nothing to do with this episode. Uh, no effects is 41 on my end. No effects, I got 50. Ooh. No effects, 43. No effects is a winner. Oh, my discharge lost. There'll be no more discussion of discharge. Here we go. So, we now have our final four. Final four, guys. Final four. Let me take a picture for the uh, curious Instagrammers. We're seeing all of this before any of you are listening to this. I mean, we are doing it. So... Alrighty. Next one. Alright. Yes. Alright. Come in. We are down to the final four in this battle royale. Greatest punk rock band of all time. With our flawless. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things is just not the same. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) For this round of the final four. For this round of the final four, we have actually added the three-time multiplier to the guitar section. So we now have guitar, drums, and lyrics. Hi, baby. How you doing? What are you up to? Poking around? Want to say hi to our fans? We'll give you a mic. You want to throw something? All right, this is dead, dead air. Dead air. Dead air if you're not going to join us. <laughs> like dairy air. Okay, so final four. First matchup, gentlemen. Rise Against versus Social Distortion. 51 for the Rise this Against. This is a tough uh, matchup. This is a tough matchup because I love both of them. Who's first? Well, Anthony said uh, 31 for the Rise Against. 51. 51. 51. 51 for, for Rise Against. Yeah. 51 for Rise Against. 52 for Rise Against. I have 52. So that is 155. Social Distortion, I have 37. Quattro Siet. I don't know how to say 47 in Spanish, so 47. Oh. 47? 47. That's, that's, that's already. You need a monster ass number. Yeah, I was going to say there's no way I could. Oh. 55. 55. That's enough. Care to discuss further? No. I I know them both. Uh, what you say? But what did she say? She's gonna say it's stuff. She has, to, she has to she has to come on a microphone if she's gonna no, We already talked about enough discharge, we don't need any more. There's been a lot of discharge. <laughs> a lot of discharge. <laughs> you sure you don't want to come online and talk about your discharge? He said he's 30% solid on his discharge, so I'm just so you know, just heads up. No, 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 he's 70%. 70? Shit. I dude. think it was 33. Fucking hail at that point. That's what I said. I was like, what the? <laughs> it's not even rain. It's just... Like, he's like throwing sticks around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so rise against. <laughs> like a leaf blower. Okay, for anybody that's actually confused, my uh, my my fabulously gorgeous and amazing girlfriend has walked downstairs to uh, join us in a uh, glass of uh, the uh, Blanton's whiskey. 
by joining us, I mean, it's her and Jay drinking the whiskey, and me and Anthony are just drinking normal beer. Mm-hmm. That's how we roll. But Rise Against moves on to the final. Mm-hmm. The oh, final. Uh, holy surprising. What's that? that was, that's not surprising. Not surprising. Okay. Our next matchup Our in, in the final four is going to be Green Day versus No Effects. 49 for Green Day. My Green Day is 38. <laughs> My No Effects is 49 as well. My No Effects is 62. 51. Wait, your No Effects is what? 62. I gave No Effects a perfect rating on guitar. I can back that up, being a guitar player. You're looking at me weird. Tell me to back it up. Back it up. Okay, what you have to understand about the the NoFX guitar riffs, and um, I would go back to the song uh, Separation Between Church and State. They are so freaking fast and meticulous like it's unbelievable like I've never seen some of the work that they do and they, like the, the part that's like really impressive they both because there's two guitarists and no effects they are both like losing their mind on a fretboard of a guitar like they, you can't really say anything about Greenish guitar work I mean Billy Joel does fine but it's just you know, it is what it is. Like it's it's aesthetically pleasing. Right. Like it's it's common, but I get that from no effects as well. But there's always a few. Songs I take I things. take like the next step and like I actually try to play no effects, and my mind it's a, like nah. wanted to cover this band at one point in my life, and then said, never mind. And so all the goofballery and all the pop nonsense cockery. and all the pop cockery, that's a great word for it, that's going on like during a NoFX concert. These guys are ripping off licks like something like absolutely fierce. So I think NoFX actually had my only perfect guitar rating out of all of this. So sorry, Green Day. Suck it. And that being said... Our final for the greatest punk rock no band and rise against. of all time is No Effects. That's so weird. So what is the score? Green Day versus No Effects. And Rise Against. Okay, let me let me tally it up. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't give me that. Like, just because you had 62. Green Day. Like, our scores were so high on Green Day that they offset your 62. Hold on. Green Day. Uh, 90, 120, 131, 140. No effects. 140, 152. 152 oh, to 140. Your score just You want to check my numbers? Your score with no effects is as high as my final score with Green Day. Okay. With everything triple. That depends what number. Well, I gave playing. them a perfect rating on the guitar. And I also gave them a perfect. I actually. I also gave no I, effects. I'm just, I'm just curious because I've hold on, hold on. Scorcher. I gave no effects two perfect ratings today out of one out of six. Lyrics, they got a perfect rating. Okay. Now their vocals, I scored them a four initially. Their lyrics, though, I scored them a six. You know why? Because I think they're hilarious. They get a five for lyrics. Linoleum's a great song. They get a five for me as well. Sticking in my eyes, a great song. Bob. Bob. Bob is not here. Is a great fucking song. Like even overall, I got a five. They do the even like the new stuff, like Six Years on Dope. They had the album that came out. It's like um, 
dinosaurs, very dinosaurs will die. Jumped very high. No, 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 no. Oh, when you have two, two sixes at yeah. triple, that makes sense. No lyrics, got, no lyrics and guitar. You guys had the opportunity lessons. to knock off no effects when you went with drums because drums I only went with a. Looks like a four. I did a four on mine as well. I say it looks like yeah, a, four. a four. So look, I match my drum score with a drummer, but the guitar and the lyrics. They're the only perfect score that I have on the board. Rise against the no effect. Everybody's like so depressed right now. No, no, that's a respectable matchup. Rise against the no effect. Okay, I'm sorry. Two, er they, two errors there. Okay, you know what? There's three perfect scores on no effects. This is the overall. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't want green data. No, it has nothing to do with me not wanting Green Day to win. It's and because you got like I'm. I feel reading. like this should be Survivor, and in the last round we introduced one. I just ran thirty-two bands of like what I thought was the greatest punk rock band of like of all time, and I gave my honest feedback. And you know what? A bunch of my other honest feedbacks got squashed in some of these. The Bouncing Souls did not deserve to get bounced in the first round. You mean like the Ramones? The freaking descendants the did clash. not deserve to get bounced or... in like the first round. <laughs> so, rancid or bad brains or I can make it. I can that Pennywise didn't have to there lose were a lot the of bands bad religion. That shouldn't have Pennywise didn't have to lose the bad religion. If you want to go yes, overall, they did. If overall catalog, I would say Pennywise. No, Pennywise had to lose the bad religion. Iconic, I'd say bad religion. Overall catalog, Pennywise. Going straight up punk. Pennywise is too clean. They're too produced. They're too. No. They're no. Too I, I disagree. My air conditioned. I disagree like, with that. that Incredi I incredibly of. disagree with that because the I've thing I like about Pennywise, today, like they just came out with an album. It wasn't this past summer. White collar Was it this past summer or the summer before? Was it 17 or 18 that Pennywise came out? 17. It was 17. The summer of 17. 2017, Pennywise came out with a brand new album that you could have put anywhere in their lineup between like 90 and 2000. So they haven't evolved at all. Someone say they're stuck to the roots with a modern sound. I don't know. I mean, you can you can you can argue that one all you want. No, they should have been gone. All right. Do we want to tally these up? So we're <laughs> we're um, we're three times in no effects in uh, Rise Against? The right, overall scores. Yes, the overall scores. So the final two is a three-time multiplier on the Shit, overall score. 1,515. That's not right. Now, for what it's worth, if it helps anybody's argument... I did give a six no effects because I do love no effects, but I also gave a five to rise against. So I mean that's Same not the here. that's not the hugest discrepancy in the world. Good band. Rise against me got like one score under a five. Super. So maybe we have a showdown. Yeah. Tight. So when you cats are ready. I'm ready. My rise against goes to 52. 61. 62. 61, 62, 123, 175. Final score rise against the 3-Heavy Metal over 6-Pack hosts is 175. My no effects goes to 74. Uh, 59. 59. Oh, we're like twins. That's 100. It's 170. It's 188. It's 192. It's 175. No effects is the winner. Do you want to check my math? No, because I don't care enough. Okay. But... Having flashbacks to last time. Three time <laughs> multiplier. Rules are very simple. 
No. You kept all of your multipliers throughout, correct? We don't have any controversies. I didn't continue to multiply them, did you? No. You start with <laughs> lyrics. So, like, the lyrics and the effects turns into an 18. That stays with an 18. Then we went to drums. That turned into a 12 for no effects. So you keep the 12. So there's no controversy. I don't want any issues like we had with the heavy metal bands. You're the only one that Not the only one that I just was not willing to go back and like erase 90 minutes worth points. of programming. <laughs> so. Best punk rock metal band of all time, Battle Royale. Heavy metal over six pack says... No effects. All right. Well, like, I don't know. All right, so I personally would like to congratulate No Hello. Effects on being the greatest punk rock band of all time, according to our flawless, foolproof <laughs> scoring system. We'd like to thank the top10s.com for giving us the. No, top we wouldn't. 32. Let's move on. Moving on. To beer. Beer. Review. I'll go first, kid. Yeah. I got fancy stuff today. Something interesting. And I, I still don't know how to say this. Wehenstaffener? I feel like you gotta be German to say that. And a lot more angry. Wehenstaffener. Beer expert. You gotta get on the mic to do it though. Stiffener. Get on the mic for us. Wait. I can I don't think you gotta be a beer. I think you're just gonna be a, a word. Borrow Anthony's. Anthony's microphone. Brow packed. I was so high how she said that. <laughs> Thank you, Connie. So yes. It is actually, it's, again, I can't, I, the name of the beer is Brapact, I guess. It's a Hefe Wessier. That sounded like French. But technically, it's a collaboration between the Wehe Stafnir and the Sierra Nevada, which is kind of neat. And it's actually really delicious. 6% alcohol. Bottled in Germany. Quite good. Give it a five. Very nice. Very four, nice. For, four for spelling, but five for the beer. All right, we are here in Massachusetts. I went with the 603 Brewery, which if uh, that would be in New Hampshire. Which is not Massachusetts at all. <laughs> yeah, but they're like our, our brothers to the north. No, not Massachusetts. <laughs> like our, it's like our red-headed, <coughs> our red-headed stepchild brothers of the north. Um, huh? I didn't go. I, I, I went pretty basic today. The, this is called the Scenic New England Session IPA. Is it leaves? Mm. It doesn't. No. No, it's a... You I'm know disappointed. What? It's actually relatively smooth. It's a, it's a nice uh, It's a nice foggy, hazily, yellowish color. Like urine. It's, Got it's it. very drinkable. Like it's not bitter by any means. Slow in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it a 4 out of 6 if I was going to rate it. Okay. It's a, it's a very drinkable. I like it. Very scenic. I gotta check these guys out. I got a spot on my wall. Mm -hmm. Like all, all ready for the uh, 603 brewery. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, any last words, guys? Negatory. No. We never did a show review from. We didn't do a show review. We, we can uh, we can save that. <laughs> but what I will what I will say is like did did we have some honorable mentions for like the for the for the greatest punk bands that you guys want to talk about before we let the people go? There was a few that, that I want... I mean, we kind of threw them out throughout the day. Um, but some, some of the, the bands that weren't on here that I kind of expected. Um, one being the Mighty Bostones. Um, another being Goldfinger. I mean, Tony Hawk alone for that. Um, another one that, that is very obscure in my mind, but it's a band called Sar, T-S-A-R, which is also punk-ish. That should be my... I mean, even um, Blink-182 wasn't on here, which... No, Blink-182, yeah, that, that, that'd be a... Because, I mean, they, they were huge. Yeah, that's what I mean. And 
does it does it not you know when i when i think of punk music like i know like we went over like a lot of this not a lot but i mean a good a good percentage of this like these guys were coming from like the 60s and 70s and the 80s and like whatnot and sometimes like when i think of like punk music i kind of get stuck in like my my early 90s era where it's like it's like skateboard music Mm -hmm. like you you think about where thrash became punk you can yeah. you think about like the lesson Jakes. Yeah, was, yeah, that's another one. Newfound Glory started to, started to like come out like you know, <coughs> when I disavowed punk. See, I didn't mind lesson Jake. Not punk. Pop music. But then like I had uh, more I don't want to say local heroes, but like bands like Tree. Less than Jake is local. Are they? Pretty sure. Well, I, was no, talking, I don't know. I was, I was talking about that Tree is, being like more local. Plan. I think Tree, like bands like Tree, would be like more regional, like around here. Um, just stuff that uh, we don't have a huge punk scene. Here. We don't, but we had Tree, New York, Chicago, L.A. Well, Jay, bro, if you have honorable mentions, now would be the time before we, we don't. Well, they hit the major ones. It's just the major, our major. I dropped off in the first round. And again, you know, a lot, a lot of my, a lot of my, a lot of my point scoring and like whatnot. I do, I do. It's 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 opinion based. So like when you when you ask for like a review of like three different people, I mean, the, the cool thing about our panel is you're gonna get three very different points of view, like to a certain extent. So it's like really interesting. I like how they mesh together and I like how they kind of work either with or against each other kind of a thing I mean my point of view Jay's point of view Anthony's point of view I mean they're, they're very different things sure. in honest and that's actually why I like our panel this is why I like our show sure, we I, have a I little like, diversity I like doing these kinds of these these kinds of uh, competitions because I mean how honest can you get without having like three different points of sure. view I agree it'd be yeah. one thing like all three of us like are in here yeah, no fix. <laughs> you know who's missing from this list tell us Dream Theater. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> We're in the Katrunk. At HMOA number 6 PACK. <laughs> that would be uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, HMOA number 6 PACK at gmail.com. Email us. Do Email it. us. Do Send it. us some goddamn feedback. Hey, if you're in a band, I don't know if you've actually been like paying attention. Like, or if you just listen, I feel like we should have in, a public service announcement in like background yeah. music. We just replay. But if you're in a band, like, and you want us to like check you out, feature you as a featured artist, check out your get music. you on the phone, like, email us hmoa number six pack at gmail.com. Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeart, uh, Facebook, and Patreon. Help the cause. Check out the Patreon page. Donate a little. Or donate a lot. A couple of bucks go a long way. We have a a few interesting packages out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll send you uh, different gifts. Some discharge. A little bit of discharge. A little bit of discharge. Just a little, though. Bonus tracks coming soon. Only available on Patreon. Can we send crappy beer through the mail? That'd be cool. Not sure if we can do that legally. In the meantime, as always, thank you guys for listening. We love you all. Except for you. And you. And probably that guy over there. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Goodbye. See you. Peace. That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.